Josh Johnson Show. I'm Josh Johnson, joined by my co-host and fellow stand comedian Logan Nielsen. Logan, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, living, living large. <laughs> I'm sorry, I laugh at everything you say at the intro. I just live, just live, living large. I mean, I, I mean it. You know, I, I am. I've, I've got a good life. People are very nice to me. Aw. That's 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 a nice thing. That's a nice way to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So now now I'm just excited to do this. It's good to see you. <laughs> Haven't seen you all week. I know, man. It's good to see you too, man. How you been? How's your week been going? Uh, you know, they're all sort of melting together. Mm. I I'm I'm definitely trying to start working out again, which is hard at home because now I don't have a trainer or workout partner anybody that cares whether yeah. or not i do it or the or the public to try to appear as if you know what you're doing you know what i mean yeah because even in a gym there's like other people there you can be like well i don't want to look like this is my first day yeah and now i'm just in this in this place of like i could lift the weights but if i don't no one will care or check no one's gonna tell on me but me yeah if, if actually if i did have a trainer now it would be terrifying because I wouldn't know that they were watching me. <laughs> are people doing, I bet people are doing uh, like remote training sessions, just having a trainer watch you yeah. Yeah, people on a do webcam. That. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with it. Feels weird. Feels weird if, if you're just paying someone to watch you from your, from your laptop. I mean, I think the part that and would they're feel like one more buddy. Yeah, what would feel weird is if they were trying to push you further than you thought you could go and you could just act like it was a bad connection and leave the <laughs> yeah, just, leave just the freeze. training session. Yeah. Or just as you're doing jumping jacks and then just like freeze for a sec. Like, like, Ooh, I did ten more there. Oh what oh did it skip? Oh no, let me check my connection. And then your trainer would be like, I know it didn't skip because your cat walked yeah, by in the background perfectly. <laughs> I know you just froze to pretend like you were exercising. Hey, man, do you want to hear some nice reviews again? That would make my whole week. Yeah, because we're narcissists. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, here's a couple of uh, five-star reviews we got on Apple Podcasts. When you guys leave them, we like to give you a shout-out. Um, and some of you might get double shout-outs because I don't remember which ones I've read already. Uh, so... It's not Chris says fantastic, fantastic podcast, great comedy, co-host is great, and Josh has amazing stories. Really makes my uh, the day better. I always like that when people always say like it makes their day better. That's always a good feeling. Yeah, especially since this is usually an hour. So yeah. if it made your day worse, we ruined a twenty fourth of yeah, your day. That's true. That's a good point. We're really <laughs> and you were asleep for at least eight of them for a good chunk of it. So yeah, and so now. I mean, That's nine like sixth, of them. Like a sixth of the day at that point then. Yeah. If we ruined it. I mean, if, if we if made we it better, it. then... Oh, we could man. have made that portion of their day. I would I would truly hope so. Um, this one's actually... This, this review's been edited um, because this was the one that originally said, if they don't tell the lettuce story, we're changing it to, to one star. But now, it, now he changed it to, uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts, really enjoy Lo Josh and Logan's chemistry, and they told the lettuce story, so five stars. And so we've now, and that's insert quirky name here, so I don't know who that is, but we've, <laughs> we've, had, a, we've had our own arc with them, which I appreciate. Um, and then I'll do one more of these. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this is my first time reading the username, and it, it pleased me. <laughs> <laughs> Dank Star Quest says, <laughs> "Oh, that that brings me joy." Dank Star Quest says, "So genuine and funny. This is an excellent podcast. When I struggle to stay awake in the morning, I just pop this on, and they put me right back to sleep. That's not what they say. I just uh, I just pop this on, and it's better than coffee. I don't want to miss a thing. Josh is my new favorite comedian. He is so relatable, but he delivers those relatable stories with." hilarious nonchalance he and logan bounce off each other perfectly and their relationship brings extra dimension to their stories highly recommend thank you guys so much for those reviews those are very sweet yeah that really yeah, one, and one more because it's actually one word uh uh mualim pakem uh says love that's the title and then the body just says titillation 
What an incredible um, individual to not mince words like that, mm. you know, to really have an economy of words and then yeah, put yeah. them to good use. Because making your review that one word says so much. That says so much. <laughs> Titillation is such a good, it's such a good specific word. <laughs> but those are, those are all fantastic. So thank you all for that. Um, and then uh, we got a couple emails too. Sorry, I'll make these quick. These are actually pretty quick emails. Uh, but first off, we got one from uh, from Price, um, and he just says uh, that the show is great, and he just likes how it's growing. And he's the one that sent us our first piece of fan art that uh, is is something special. I really, oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. It is organized chaos. Well, because it's just, yeah. Well, we should share it somewhere, and I think we will. Uh, and but it's just a. <laughs> It's just a close-up of Josh's face, and then it's a, like a picture of a man just lifting himself off the toilet with the sheer force of his diarrhea. But it's like the like the little bathroom stick figure person. Yeah, like uh, imagine the bathroom stick figure, and now imagine how it dies. <laughs> But then it just he just has random phrases on it that are all spelt wrong. It just is like Jess Johnson triple meet Monday. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, give me the strength to push through. Where do my lunch go? Listen, I may be a baby, but I'm a business baby. We didn't even say that. I don't think did we? No. Yeah, we did. It was about the grown. Oh, did baby. we say that? Okay. Uh, and then casino bad time and casino spelled with two ends. But it's 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 a very I don't know. It's a very esoteric form of, of fan art that I'm. I've, I I loved highly, it. I we yeah. Price, we loved it very much. So thank you for sending us that. Uh, and then another quick one from our friend Oscar. He just says, "You don't suck. I love your show." I I like that because <laughs> that takes care of what we're worrying about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People mostly strive to not suck. Uh, and if you guys ever want to email us, those reviews are from Apple, uh, from Apple Podcasts. So if you give us a five-star review there and leave us one, we, we'd like to give a shout-out. These emails, you can email us at uh, joshjohnsonshow at gmail.com. And you you don't have to just send us, uh, you know, compliments. We like them. Uh, but you don't have to send those. You can also send us topic ideas like our friend Jonathan did. And that's what we're kind of going to dig into right now is what uh, Jonathan sent us. And... Um, First, he says, you guys are you guys are funny as shit and like helps through the work day and like other great stuff about us. Uh, but then he wanted to know our thoughts. Uh, do you have any order you want to do these in, Josh? I guess just the order that he wrote them. Okay. So he just said he wants he wants to hear our, us riff on the following topics. Meditation, psychedelics, complexity plus emergence theory, spirituality, funny ideas for the fourth Matrix movie. These are all. <laughs> I, they, I can already tell we're not going to be able to cover all of them this episode. We're not going to be able to cover but, all of them. There's probably one or two we are too dumb to cover. Um, I got some ideas for the fourth Matrix movie. Uh, no, but let's. Uh, which one do you want to go with first? I guess meditation. Do you meditate? God, no. Really? I, can, I cannot. I've tried. I've tried. I got to get better at it. And everyone who tells me, they're like, it just, it takes practice. It's a thing you have to practice. Uh, so, but man, I just can't sit. I just go crazy trying to sit with my thoughts. And I know that's the whole point is not to, but do you, yeah, do you meditate? I, I definitely attempt to. But I think that to what you're saying, it is not just the trying to clear your mind i think it's a, a a huge part of it is the acceptance of the thoughts that you're having i think a lot of people mm. think that all of their thoughts are them so then they have a bad thought and they think that bad thought translates to them being a bad person or something when really these are all just synapses or your brain's response to right. stimulus or something so so even when you have a feeling even when you have a really bad feeling you re have a really bad thought it doesn't mean that's who you are it doesn't mean that that has to dictate your next move or something right and I think that meditation opens your, you reveal yourself to yourself and, and, and like not to sound like, like a fridge magnet. in front of a mirror. Yeah. 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 It's like not to sound like a fridge magnet or anything. It's just, that is the, <laughs> the truth of the matter is that you sit with yourself yeah. and then you realize how you think and how you feel. Most people's problems on a small level so not not the big things that you can't control but a lot of people's problems on a very very local level 
could be solved by them knowing how they feel about what's happening. And I think that so much confusion and so much anger arises when you don't even really know how you feel about it. So then you make decisions you think are going to be right or you think you say things you think you should say or what other people expect of you. But when you really know how you feel about a situation, it's 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 probably all the insight you really need because sometimes you don't care. And I think that that mm -hmm. is that's a thing that people will almost not accept from people sometimes. I remember <laughs> I remember my buddy. <laughs> it should be as funny to me. That was as a it full is, that was a full but... uncle laugh you just did. You turned into a different man that would... <laughs> that was a different dude. <laughs> my my buddy got cheated on and he genuinely and this is this is with us prodding him. He really sat and thought how he felt about it. I don't even think he would call it meditating. I think he just had the time alone because his girlfriend left. Mm -hmm. And I think that he realized that he really didn't care that much. And that's that's it. It, it was it was puzzling to the rest of us because the rest of us were like, "No, that's crazy. That's terrible that she would do that to you." Blah blah blah. But he was just like, you know. I don't know. I think it was maybe already over. And I think that we were about to go our separate way. And it was because he could sit with himself and think about how he felt that mm -hmm. he could then have that response. But I remember all of us almost having the opposite response of being like, oh, man, she must have got you so good that you dead inside <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, no, man, and you, you, you really should be don't sad. Yeah. yeah, you should be so angry and sad. <laughs> I'm angry and sad for you. And yeah. that was also because I even though it wasn't my problem, I probably should have really thought about how my friend felt and how that should maybe inform how I feel as opposed to just my reaction of if this thing had happened to me, this is what I would feel. Well, so exactly. then projecting that onto him. You, you were going off of the, yeah, it, of putting yourself in his shoes and what your emotions would be if you had just found that out. Um, that, I mean, that's honestly amazing for him that he was able to just sit quietly for a moment and be like, hmm, care because like, that is boy I, I would kill to do something like that to just about any because i get i get worked up about stupid shit like all the time and let it bother me and then when i try to i've tried meditating the worst thing is to i've always tried meditating when i'm at like my most anxious and manic <clears throat> sure. and I, really, I really need to start doing it in times when i am calm to probably practice it but i, I never i only ever try it when i'm like i feel like i'm going crazy time to try meditation, which is just sitting quietly and trying to breathe. And then I'll have a thought that stresses me out. And then if I let it bother me, then I'm like, damn it, I failed at meditation. You're worthless. You're so, like, yeah. you're terrible. You're so bad at sitting quietly. I mean, I think that two, two things to what you just said. I do think that there are a lot of people that because of the way that we're raised and the way that we view goals, see meditation as a attainment instead of a practice mm -hmm. and i think that one of the benefits of it when you do well, it's approach cause, it's it because think about when anyone tells you about meditation there's like oh meditation saved my life you have to like it's yeah, always yeah it's always they always this, act like it's an avocado brussels sprout kale piece of yeah, leaf it's, or it's save like, them. oh my god oh you oh you have to go to spain you have to like it's it's stuff like that yeah. where if, if you do this thing you will not be the same anymore when really meditation is more about getting you comfortable with who you are it doesn't it doesn't yeah. it doesn't change you it makes you better at at handling the thoughts you already have kind of like you were talking about if you you already have the feelings you have it's more just about getting you to be at peace with them and to not get hung up on them, you know, because to change who you are, that's going to therapy and shit. Like that's going, <laughs> that's doing, yeah, that's doing yeah. a bunch more active things. If you, there's things that you want to change, you're not going to change yourself from sitting and practicing your breathing. Sure. Yeah. You know? and, but it will be, make you calmer and make you better at attacking those things that you want to do. Yeah. And, and I mean, they've already done studies that talk about the, the both the psychological and physical benefits of meditation when it comes to your breathing comes to your heart rate comes to mm -hmm. your general mental stability i i think that the the point the other, oh the other point that i was getting to was that he genuinely felt that way and i think that whether he would call it meditating or not i think being by himself for a few days and really sitting alone and thinking about not trying to distract or indulge in anything to numb the pain or anything i think he got to really like sit back, think about how this thing could have happened. 
have his bit of mourning process or whatever, and then also realize that like, oh, I actually do feel this way. I'm not saying this to sound tough. Like, cause that's another thing that we thought when he initially said it, we thought that like, oh, he's just putting up a brave face because he's embarrassed because he's hurt or whatever. And then he was like, no, I really, like a month later, he was like, yeah, I haven't, I honestly haven't thought about it too much because like I said, I know the relationship was ending in its own way. Right. And it's a shame that it ended that way. But, you know, it was it was concluding no matter what. And I was like, wow, okay, he really meant it. This is like months and months later, he really still does it. I was almost egging him on to care. I was almost <laughs> just checking in on him every few every few weeks to be like, Hey, you okay? Yeah, you, you know she right? ruined you, right? Yeah. Are you is your is your heart all band aided up again? <laughs> And he was always very kindly and, and lovingly like, no, I'm good, you know. Mm -hmm. And then like by, I mean, by month, like five, he was seeing somebody else anyway. So it was like, yeah. oh, okay. But I think that that's a, a genuine takeaway I mean, of him. meditation. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was like, and he's not even like an Eastern philosophy, Buddhistic type of person. He was right. just coming from a place of like, you know, maybe if I just sit quietly and, mm -hmm. and think about what's about to happen next, I'll have a better outcome than just reacting for the sake of reacting. Uh, one of the things that I've seen it work out really well with is stand-up. So one of the things that people do on stage, especially if things aren't working, they, mm -hmm. get, they get both louder and they talk faster because they're yeah. trying to just save themselves as quickly as yeah. they can without realizing that, one, you may not actually be bombing. Maybe people are just listening. And then right. two, you are not going to save it this way. The audience doesn't know yep. what's going to happen next. They don't know. Mm -hmm. So even if you took 10 seconds to sit and quietly think, or you just made eye contact with the person, you would be gaining so much more from them in reverence for what you've, what yeah. the moment you're creating than you do by just screaming out your next line and then jumping in this line and just being super energetic. Because when you do that, it's, it's so obviously to mask something. And I think that it, well, it works a lot way in life. Yeah, yeah, even, they even know. If they, even if they don't know the stand-up game, you can smell when someone's trying too hard. Where it's kind of like you can tell when when a joke is too scripted, like where, where the performance feels artificial, where they're not, you know, all of our jokes are stuff that we've worked on and we know them, a lot of them either word for word or, you know, we may have variations in them. But when you see someone who's just like, oh, this is, and now this is the script. Yeah. And even even people who aren't comedy nerds or super savvy like they people, audiences can spot that. Um I know you're absolutely right cuz I used to have that. I used to always early on. I used to be way more just louder and aggressive comic too when I first started out. Um but I would I would always do that. If it wasn't going well then it's like cool, I'm just going to steamroll then. And really in the last few years cuz you and I had started talking about about the power of of using silence of actually letting it get quiet that was a game changer for me once I started playing with that it feels it feels so good especially after a great laugh mm -hmm. if you really just a bit just crushed and then you let it get quiet and then I was I'll take it I'll take my time and I'll grab a drink and then I'll just kind of wait for everybody to get settled. And then you feel the room waiting for you. And not in a like, get on with it, but in a, what is he going to do next? That last one killed us, you know, yeah. and really yeah. gives them time to hone back in and wait for the next bit. Like, it, I, I, that's why I tell the young comics all the time now. I'm just like, silence is powerful. You can use that as a tool. And especially too, if you do, even if you are bombing and you do it, you take moments of just nothing then you do kind of let the room know, Oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Also you have a second to gather your thoughts. Maybe mm -hmm. you're bombing because that last thing did not, maybe you just didn't say it right. I, I've had so many jokes where honestly it went so poorly because I didn't say it right. The actual right. sentiment, I think the audience would agree with, but then the way I we said did, it yeah. is like, Oh, <laughs> have you ever had oh. it? Have you ever had it with two shows in one night where like if it's you know a seven you know seven thirty and like a nine or whatever, where you're not sure if like you'll be telling a joke and as you're telling it, you're you think in your head, have I told this one already? At Zany's in Chicago, I had three shows on a Saturday night one time, right. and I genuinely, 
I was like, I'm just gonna have to start making things up because I'm pretty sure I've done my whole set and it had been 10 minutes, but I was like, I can't tell you what I've already done from what I haven't done. And I was Isn't so that the worst tired. Feeling? God, that's the worst no, feeling. I, I wish, I wish I could have meditated then. I wish I right? had a whole, but Oh, the other, the other thing that you reminded me of is the, the way that we learn things when we're little is also a reason people think they're failing at meditation because everything is a zero sum game. When you are learning something, this is, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not a teacher and I respect teachers so much, especially what they have to go through day in and day out when it comes to kids, not, not even just related to health stuff, but just when it comes to like, you are entrusted with a person's knowledge to go out into the world and learn other things. And you're, you're especially the younger aged students have teachers who are using their knowledge to build the building blocks that those kids are going to go on to learn and have other interests and everything. So I respect what they do so much, but I think over the general system of how we handle education, there's a huge problem where let's say we're learning fractions, right? So we're in school, you and I, and we're learning fractions. Mm -hmm and you get an A on the test and I fail the test, right? Mm -hmm. For most schools and how they run, at least in the US, I don't know about anywhere else, you failed, I, I failed fractions and you got an A, right? So the, the consensus is that you understand the material and I do not. Mm -hmm. And from there, we just sort of move on. But then I'm sitting there, a kid who has failed fractions, and I'm like, hey, yo, you can't move on. I don't know <laughs> fractions. Right. Yeah. You know I mean, and so so I think and, and there was a there was a little meme or something that went viral. That was a teacher talking about how they will give a kid the test as many times as it takes for them to pass it. I saw that one. Yeah. And I, and I think that's brilliant because I think that we build it's one of the reasons why our conversations are so toxic and the stakes are so high and no one is willing to give any ground our conversations when they we just had really great reviews about how great our conversation oh not not me and you gotcha americans gotcha. <laughs> we I, I guess we are americans but americans that aren't already friends for years <laughs> like we are but it, it is I, I think it's the case is that if you fail if you get this wrong then you're dumb and you don't know it and that's just, that's just not the case you know maybe you learn differently or maybe it wasn't explained to you in a way that you can now apply or, or repeat right. you know and so i think that when it comes to meditation people look at it almost at the same test as that fraction test where they sit back and they're like if i cannot sit quietly with my thoughts for 15 minutes i'm failing and i'm a failure and i don't know how to do this and i'll never do it and then right. those become the thoughts of the sitting meditation so now you're just sitting in what is at least in your perception your own failure but you mm -hmm. are sitting and thinking which is most of where we start meditating right even though meditation is about letting the thoughts go and letting the mind melt you're still you you have to let the thoughts come and pass that's the only way to let them go right. acting like no i don't have a thought no i don't have a thought that's just going to make you crazy right yeah no it, it, it's kind of off of what you just said about we move on from when oh one person passed it one person failed it and this isn't necessarily like the fault of teachers or anything but i think a lot of times the goal just because you do have to get so many kids through and it's like my I, you know i got my brother's a teacher i i you know we haven't talked about it yet but like i worked as a substitute teacher last year and it's like being a teacher is is it's a strange job because you you're in charge of making them grow as people and make them smarter and they're not your kids you don't have to care about them you know it's like you know like you have to so even if there's a kid that you're just like oh this kid sucks you have to create this artificial parental <laughs> yeah relationship kind of to them but one of the things that it is we we focus so much on getting to the goal and not always attacking how someone learns like making the learning experience better rather than just like did you get the amount right on the test instead of kind of, and, and a lot of that just comes from you don't have time to do it with every single kid because a bunch of kids have different learning styles and stuff like that but kind of off of that meme that was i let a kid take you know retake this test as many times as they want is more well that's helping you develop helping some students develop their learning skills not just how they learn that one topic 
but helping them figure out like how to actually become a more critical learner. Yeah. If that, if that makes, I know that's, that sounds no, really no, no. vague, but you know what I mean? I understand what you're saying. And I actually think that for my friends that are teachers, it's some of their frustration is that mm -hmm. so much of what they do and have to do is mandated as opposed to built the way that yes. they would like to teach it. And a lot of times the way they would like to teach it is the best way to learn it. Yeah, and they already. And that's just tough. That's and the tough. thing is too, and they can't always do it with every single student. And they and they want to, and they already spend so. You know, man, my brother, and my friends who are teachers, they spend so much damn time at that school, and they spend their own money buying. So it, it's I know it's well trodden territory, but just we don't. And it's you know that gets in gets into a larger topic of just our education system as a whole, but I'll just mainly how we treat teachers and what we let them do and what we force them to do is, is a whole, yeah, is, is a whole mess. Imagine as a standup, you can do the show. No, we'll pay you. You can do the show, but you can only do one liners. It's like, yeah. well, geez, that's not, <laughs> yeah, I am very good outside of that. That's not what I do. And I guarantee you, I can make the audience have a oh, better yeah. time if I do it my uh, way. Well, but you can only do one liners and, uh, I mean, if you really want to succeed, though, it's got to be like a three-hour set. You should probably be here for three hours. You're only getting paid for the one hour, but you should probably be here for three hours and doing one-liners. Also, we were lying. We're not going to pay you. And also, if the audience leaves not knowing some of your one-liners, like they can't write them down afterwards, um, you're going to be reviewed, and we're going to have... It's crazy. It's an insane system because if your audience leaves not knowing how to write a one-liner. You have failed. Because that's well, my, you've got tenure. Yeah, yeah, you got tenure. But I, I look at that as one of the main reasons that people think they either aren't good at meditating or can't meditate. What, what I think people fail to realize sometimes is that even when you're not doing something successfully, you could still be doing it. So, so yeah, the simple fact of sitting quietly and letting your thoughts as crazy as they are buzzing your head is the beginning to something. It's, it's, it, you're, you are starting to meditate well, because you're at least going to walk away from that thing and be like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, that was, that was too much. That was way too loud. But now right. you know that, you know? Well, we're a real do or die society. It's just like you either know how to do this, you can figure it out, or you never will learn how to skate by with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, and so, that, much and that, I there's think... so much of that in school, just like, well, I don't really know how to do this. I've learned enough to get by with the passing grade. And I think then that carries over out into life too. Just like, I don't really know how to do this, but I know how to skate by enough. I know how to handle this problem enough. This problem I don't. So I hire a professional to come take care of that. But this over here, I know how to fake my way through enough. Um, and I don't know, we all, it's, it's also our relationship to work in this country, which is, you know, if you're not, if you're not standing, you're not working, you know, if you, if you, you know, yeah. If you lean and you ain't cleaning, you know what I mean? It's kind of that mentality. If you well, lean and you ain't clean. Yeah. You, you heard that one? That's... I, 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 I've heard iterations of it, but that's very funny. If you lean in, you, you ain't clean, but you could be like, I am an accountant. Yeah. But if you lean in, yeah, you ain't clean. Get a mop. No, but, no, uh, I get, I get what you mean. You know what and I mean? I, so, because that's even too. Think about how, I mean, it, in our industry, even even if you're doing well as a stand-up, it's like, well, what else are you working on? What else are you writing? What other project are you trying to get done? You know, or anyone else of, you can have a full-time forty-hour-week job, and if you're not getting by as well as you want to be, what's the solution to that? Side gigs, baby. When yeah. you know what I mean, and so it, yeah. it just. It becomes then also then if there's something you're not good at like meditation, well I got to be good at it, otherwise it's not worth my time. It's not yeah. worth the time of doing it. And I also, know. I mean, I think that the basis of meditation is maybe I'm I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I think perhaps the basis of meditation is the antithesis to what it means to be in American culture. It's oh it's absolutely an, it's, no absolutely it's anti capitalist. It's anti production. It's anti. Because yeah. it, when you just sit quietly with yourself and you're content, you don't want anything. And that's not good for yeah. people who need you to want things and people who need you to want to work more mm -hmm. to get things that you want. Mm -hmm. it, and so I think that there is a massive, no matter the health benefits and the psychological benefits, there's a massive effort that I don't even think is is completely intentional that undercuts everything that meditation is about 
it's it's like yeah. it's built into us it's it's what social media is it's what our like you said our work and our education because that that's kind of the point i was trying to make i think you may have made it slightly more succinct than i did of how every subject every chapter of every book in school is all or nothing and we're moving on without you and mm -hmm. and that yeah. that intensity that feeling i remember just as a kid it would just like it would get at me because it was like okay if i don't understand this math there's just more math coming and then <laughs> that math is built off of this math. No, so there, if you don't a... understand fractions, you're not going to get factoring. Yeah. And if you don't get factoring, you're basically not going to get algebra. And if you don't get algebra, good luck getting trig. And if you can't get trig, then you're never going to be an astronaut. Right, and so you're yeah. having these thoughts as like a 13-year-old. You're oh, like, yeah. wow, am I, how am I? And that level of stress and that level of all or nothing is, is what makes a nice neurotic yeah. capitalistic American. Yeah. One of the saddest things like realizations I've ever had in my life was realizing, man, I'll probably never go to space. I don't know about that. And that was off You'll of the, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, but they're starting to do tickets up there and they're expensive as hell. And I don't got that kind of money, but, yeah, but that's you know, just like the, but it was that's being like, like the man, first I'm, iPhone, but I'm no, I'm no good. I'm no good at math, man. I'm not going to be able to go to space. <laughs> Just saying. I'm being vulnerable to you right now, okay? You don't got to no, no, shit no, on no. me. You're I was actually <laughs> trying to make you feel better because <laughs> by the time it's time to go to space, I think we'll be able to afford it. Because space, it, no. It, it's, no, no, no. It's the, it's the way that. In our that, lifetime? If it happens in our lifetime, we'll be able to afford it. Mm. That they're gonna send the first batch, and then those will be the pioneers. They'll send another batch, and those will be like the millionaires and billionaires, whatever. And then they'll send a third batch, which will just be, honestly, it'll low key I mean, be a lower class because they're gonna need people to work. Because yeah. then the millionaires and billionaires are gonna get to space and realize, like, oh, I have to till Mars Earth. <laughs> this is a poor person <laughs> job. Why did I pay millions yeah. of dollars to get? So I think that then yeah. when they bring that. Uh, space mega bust uh, yeah <laughs> non-stop flight because i think that space is a lot like technology now it's like you look at if you would try to explain what an iphone x was to someone in the 90s mm -hmm. they'd be like i can't afford that first of all i don't understand it second of all i can't afford that thing and now fast forward to 2020 it's like look you can at least handle a phone plan like we you can at least pay a little bit every month until you actually own it right so I think that's where space exploration is going to be. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, because kind of off of that too, because now companies prefer to just own you. They like to own your debt more than actually get your money for a product now. So now it's going to be pay to go to space. Well, now you got to do some favors for NASA. <laughs> now NASA yeah. owns your ass. Yeah. I actually, you just, you just remind me of it. I have a meditation What could I story. possibly have reminded you of with that? Yeah. No, no, no. Just the owning, the owning thing okay. made me think of this. So <laughs> there was a <laughs> so when I lived at the Animal House, right, right, in Louisiana after college, I would go for these long walks sometimes because I was just dealing with a lot and I was just trying to get out of well, house. Yeah, you're dealing with those damn critters that were in your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to air Get out break. I, yeah. had to, <laughs> I had to get the smells off me everything and so you know i go on these long walks and i would usually go up and down yuri drive which is first of all not a good idea to walk uh it's it's just mm -hmm. it, it's not highway but it's like a main street in treeport it's like it it was so dumb that i was doing that but I would also walk through other residential neighborhoods and stuff. And sometimes when I got done working, I would just walk from wherever work ended that day. Mm -hmm. And and so I did a lot of walking throughout that whole time living there. And there was a house that I always passed. And this house was always, there was always something ratchet going on at this house. Like there'd either be like- More ratchet like, than Animal House? It's a different type of ratchet. It would be- <laughs> Like either 
a huge party or everyone was when it was like a barbecue and it looked like people were just getting together, eating and hanging out. But mm-hmm. a lot of times it would be like a party spilling out of the house and into a little bit of the street and stuff. And I always thought about like, oh man, I wonder what they're doing in there, you know? And then one day uh, I, I was walking by and there was, you know, party with the music stereo was outside and everything. And then this guy runs out of the house and it's like, will you shut up? I am trying to meditate. (laughs) (laughs) And then he, and then he goes back inside and slams the door. Right. So that was when I was passing. I was just walking to a restaurant to go have a meal, honestly, just by myself to like clear my head. Right. Mm -hmm. As I go to the restaurant i have the meal I'm, I'm sitting there i think i was even like watching something on my phone in the restaurant for a little while then as i'm leaving i pass the same path back and that same party was going on with the same music it was almost like a snapshot of what had happened three hours ago mm-hmm. and then the guy came out of the house again and his time he was holding a gun Super Zen, super Zen move, man. Said I am trying to meditate, (laughs) and he didn't raise the gun, but he definitely let everyone know he had it. He had it, yeah. And I was like, "Yo, let that man get his peace, because (laughs) otherwise, you all die." Yeah, it's clearly his house too. Like for him to feel that comfortable yelling at everybody, (laughs) it's like, "Why did you have this party here? Why did you have a party?" For right when you finished meditating. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to meditate for for 15 minutes. I want everybody here by 7 so that that way when I get done meditating, I can just party it up. Yeah. And then he was just sitting along with his thoughts. Maybe there was too much buzzing in his ears and everything. Too many Spent too much time but, polishing his gun. Yeah. Like then, then he ends up just right outside. Hey, guys, I'm trying to meditate. Please be respectful, right? And then he sits back down, meditating a little bit more. Here's the music again. Here's the loud laughs and hollers and everything. And then he decides, hey, they don't learn. They don't learn. So I'm going to get my gun. (laughs) And I'm going to brandish it in public so that I can find inner peace. And I'm going to put the the fear of Zen in them. Didn't you say those were like three hours apart from each other? Absolutely. Man, that guy was trying way too long to meditate. Yeah, I'm surprised his nose wasn't bleeding when he came out. <laughs> that's that's way too because like anything, if it's not working, take a break from it. Everyone teaches you that if you can't if you can't quite do it, don't make yourself sit there and try to do it, especially for three hours when you clearly have murder rage inside you. If you were meditating for three hours and you have not floated yet, yeah, you're gonna need to take a break. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need you're yeah. gonna need to. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you didn't levitate or at least accidentally take a nap, you need to go do something else. You need to back away from that yoga mat. All right, <laughs> nothing good is happening yeah. right now. Yeah, I want gun and yoga mat on my desk right now, and then you go out and do something else. Um, you did just remind me of something though, or just a point. Uh, because you're talking about you'd go for walks to clear your head, and that's something we do. Because I go for walks, to clear my head, and. I think one of the things we always talk about with meditation, especially when people are being really, uh, you know, kind of trying to sell you on it of just like, Oh my God, meditation. Those people are like, you have to meditate. It'll change everything. Um, really the, whatever you do to clear your head, that's your meditation. Mm -hmm. Like if there's something that you know, you do that makes you feel better and gets Mm -hmm. you out of your head, you don't have to sit cross-legged and, become one with your voice and blah, 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 blah. It's like if, if going for a walk clears your head and it makes you feel better, like. Do you, you hear John Lennon when you meditate? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that was the voice I went to. Yeah. Yeah. You went to, I was going, I was doing more of, a, I was going for more of a Carl Sagan, but it came out very John Lennon. Yeah. Maybe I was, it going, was... I, was, I was going for more of a, you know, the out in the cosmos, the, you know, Maybe. I mean, it's kind of like if Carl Sagan and Yoda had a baby, it would be John Lennon. And then <laughs> that's where that's where you're at. That's what you're hearing. You're try ahead. not, do or do not. There is no try. See, now that weirdly came out like Alec Guinness. Weird. This is a weird, yeah. weird mix of, of people I'm, I'm stumbling into that have similar voices that I never yeah. really heard until this moment. 
I want to see the wheel of fortune of white dudes that have the same voice that is spinning in your head. <laughs> Just yeah, the adventures of Alec Guinness, John Lennon, and Carl Sagan. Let's go over here. No, let's go over here. <laughs> this way, boys. So you don't know who those. Boom! That's my new. That's my new podcast. <laughs> that no one wants. Break off. I, be, I bet that I bet that really killed with our fourteen-year-old listener that's emailed us. I bet she really does. <laughs> those, those three guys that have been dead for twice her lifetime. <laughs> she found that really relatable. All right, but the next topic that he sent us was psychedelics. Did you have anything about that? Yeah, I know you ain't, I know you ain't done them. No, no, I've never, I've never done psychedelics, but. Plenty of my friends have, so <laughs> just kind of leech off of their stories. Just embarrass them here publicly. Yeah, when I was in college, I've never I done a... them, but I want to. I would like to. I've like oh, micro- yeah. I've done like a little bit of mushroom, but it never did anything for me. I would like to. Just I don't know. I'd like it to either open me up and make me more, you know, at one with what with the cosmos, as John Lennon would say. <laughs> Or just make me more I, nihilistic. I'm fine going full nihilism. That's fine with me. I I remember I had a friend in college that I don't even know what psychedelic he took. Um, but he came to a party that we were at and he told us about it. He was like, oh yeah, I took all this, whatever. I can't remember what it was, but we were like, is it working? And he's like, nah, not yet, but it takes time. You know, it's got to get in your system, stuff like that. And so we're all sort of, you know, dancing and then somebody, I think, I think they ordered a pizza or something. We're all eating and then, you know, we're dancing again and everything. And then we ask him later, we're like, Hey, is it working? And he's like, nah, not yet. That's weird. And then maybe an hour passes and then we're like, dude, I think you may have got gypped. Like, is it working now? And he's like, nah, nah, it's not working at all. And then he went to the bathroom and came back out. And as we were sitting there all together, like the dancing had sort of died down. Most of the party had died down, honestly. And he was just like, um, yeah, like actually we were asking him, we're like, wow. So this whole party went by and it didn't work. And then he was like, oh, no, they kicked in. Um, They kicked in when I was in the bathroom. I was like, oh, really? And I was like, how'd you know? He's like because I was looking in the mirror and my reflection had a lag. <laughs> I don't know what drug he took, but this dude's whole reality had bad Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell it was still happening because as he went to point to the bathroom behind him, to, mm-hmm. you know, as I, he was saying, as I went in the bathroom, and as he said, I went in the bathroom, he was pointing to the bathroom, and the way he looked at his finger pointing was like, oh, it's clearly still happening now. <laughs> that's uh, that's always the, when you hear people who do them, that something, they end up looking in the mirror, and what they're seeing back messes with them. They'd either, they're, it's usually that, I've heard that multiple times from people, of like, oh, I'm out of sync with my reflection. Yeah, yeah. Which would be I a mean, really fun uh, experience. There were there was definitely some times where I was with someone who did psychedelics or something, and I was just kind of like, "This is all for you." Like, like, like oh, nothing. Yeah, no. Nothing is, especially being no- a sober person. <laughs> yeah, but I guess my thing is, at least with some other drugs, it seems you're not gone. You're, you're, Fair. you're still yeah. there. So the reason I said this is all for you is that yeah. you could just be sitting doing nothing. I remember there was one time, this was maybe, I was still like high school age when this happened, so I don't even think I was in college yet. But I went over to a friend's house and a kid I didn't know had apparently taken some psychedelics and a Six Flags commercial came on. <laughs> And so we're all sitting there just watching the commercial. But you know how the old Six Flags commercials, the camera point of view would start on the roller coaster going down? Right. He was staring at the same screen we were staring at, and he just goes, (laughs) (laughs) and screaming his brains out. 
he screamed for so much longer oh. than the commercial. The oh, commercial was good. was like 30 seconds, and he screamed for a full five minutes. Oh, that's good. We couldn't get him to open his eyes either. We're like, hey, it's gone. It's gone. And he was like, no, it's still happening. <laughs> the ride's over, man. It also didn't help that he was in a recliner. <laughs> I, I've never seen this dude. This is in Mason City, Iowa. This guy, it wasn't psychedelics. He was clearly on meth or something. But uh, <laughs> so, it reminded me of the story. It's, it's not necessarily on topic, but you reminded me of it. Uh, but just because I had, I had parked my car because I was, I was meeting some family at a bar and I get out and I see him across the street and he is he's leaned over like rocking back and forth like on his knees like bent in half and he's got just a wad of money in one hand and he just looks super sweaty and he's just kind of rocking back and forth in his feet. I look out and I make eye contact with him and he's like just like kind of staring at me. I go, hey, man. And he goes, hey, man, how are you? And I go, I'm good, man. How are you? He goes, fantastic. <laughs> oh. I, I was like, good on you, buddy. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's just standing, on the, <laughs> just standing on the sidewalk, tripping his balls off. It's just really riding the wave. I don't know. <laughs> man. But just the way he, he was just the indulgent way he said fantastic was just that was a man unashamed to be very high right then. <laughs> one time I don't I don't know what this guy took, but um one time I was on the bus and this guy was so high and he clearly clearly thought that he was thinking in his head, but he couldn't have been talking louder. <laughs> He could not have been talking louder. So then this guy is sitting there and he's looking around and he's being very still, but his eyes are darting back and forth. And he's like, it's okay, Mitch. Settle down, Mitch. <laughs> Settle down. You're just too high. Oh, that's so good. And then, and then this, this older lady got on the bus and sat near him and he was like she knows <laughs> she knows how high you are mitch <laughs> you're gonna have to play this one cool you're gonna have to be real calm all right just whatever you do don't touch her leg all right <laughs> But yeah, even if you're sober, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think, but I think he was scared their legs would touch. Oh, like they're so. Oh, gotcha. So then I think he thought that if their legs touched, she would get her high. No, even more. She'd yeah, get high get too, high. contact high. Yeah. <laughs> because cause he was like, whatever you do, just don't touch her leg. And he started squirming away slightly from her, like, oh. like bent over more. And uh, Mitch, you sweet little stoned angel. Oh man, it was it was amazing. Full on conversation, full on internal monologue. That's Just wonderful. Like, maybe I should call somebody. No, no, they won't understand. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, well, yeah, being high on the bus is something. Being high on the phone seems worse because now uh. you, you're like you're calling someone, and they're saying hello. And then you have to remember, one, that you called them. And mm -hmm. two, that there should be a voice coming from the others. Because I could see this dude calling someone in an instant, in a split second, forgetting he called someone. Mm -hmm. Then hearing a voice in his ear and freaking out. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, nothing would be worse when I'd be stoned and then my mom would call. That would always just be, then I'm like, oh, like can, I, can I sell this one? You know? <laughs> Imagine your mom calling. Why are you high? Dude, that's the first thing she says. Yeah. No, here's the thing about my mom. My mom's so funny because she, I remember, because I did, I started smoking weed only a few years ago. I never did it when I was younger and I started doing it when I was already doing comedy and stuff like that and just started doing it more. Um, and I told my mom, I'm like, hey, I'm like, I just want you to know I'm going to do a joke in the show tonight that references being high smoking weed I just want you to know i do that because i just didn't want her to learn then you know 
And she was like, oh, she's like, oh, my, you know, first she was trying to act all like, I can't believe my, my son does drugs, even though I've been drinking since I was like 15. But, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, then we talked about it later. And, and then every time I'd come home after that, she'd want to have a conversation about weed. Like she'd want to learn more about it where she'd be like, she's like, oh, she's like the munchies. Are those, are those a thing? Are they a thing? <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, not really. I mean, they just make everything taste so good. So you just eat more. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And, you know uh, and that she's slowly revealed that if it were legal here, uh, she would like to try it to help her sleep. But she at first she had to be all like indignant about like, oh, oh, but she's like, and she won't, she won't because it's illegal. She's made that very clear. Uh, but she just keeps being like, oh my goodness. She's like, I, I'd, I'd like to, but I can't, I can't, not till it's legal. When it's legal though, but no, I won't. <laughs> She's like, she keeps having this internal debate with herself, which is, which is really fun. And then I have friends too, which I, I can't, I wanted to get legal here so I can get high with my mom. That'd be great. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine getting high with your I, mom? I would love to get high with my mom. My mom barely drinks. You, you think your mom loves you now. Imagine how much your mom oh loves my, you high. Oh my God. I'm going to leave that experience feeling so loved by my family. And my mom, listen, my mom barely drinks. She has half a wine cooler cut with Sprite and she gets red faced and giggly. So I would love to, to pass her a bowl and just see her lose her mind, you know? And she's got a bad hip right now too. She, after a bong rip, she'll do a goddamn backflip. Like it'll be, <laughs> it's going to be an amazing experience. I would, I, I'm hoping that day comes. <laughs> Dude, my man's. My man's grandma is a fiend. Okay. This dude, this dude from Chicago, his grandma gets so high. And she is like, and she doesn't have anything to do during the day. So her trips are like next level. Um, <laughs> she, she didn't have to worry about going to work. She didn't have to. Why wouldn't you, when you get older, like, why not just see what happens? I don't know. Her, her trips, I, I don't, I can't imagine. So anyway, the first time that she got high was from a brownie she didn't know was a weed brownie. And, Perfect. And so, you know, she went into. So then she just his, kept eating brownies, chasing that high. And she's like, they never got me there. No, no imagine. You think your grandma loves to bake now. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, she went into his little stash of brownies or whatever, thinking mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll just sneak one. And mm -hmm. then he had to sit her down after he realized she ate one because he realized she ate one because she started talking real weird. <laughs> and, she, and, and I think that also when you're old and just your track, your, your train of thought is going to be so different than when you're a bit younger that there's a little bit of of when people are already older there's a little bit of how they talk to you that makes you think they're high to begin with right like, i definitely when i used to visit my grandmother in the nursing home and i talked to other people like other older people i i could you could have told me they were high and i'd be like that checks out right because they are they are talking wild right right anyway his his grandma eats the brownie he realizes she's eating the brownie because she's just talking about how like um what is it she was talking about how, like oh what i would do what i would do to george Clooney. <laughs> what i would do what i yes. would do to him and then and then oh. she started just rubbing the couch and she was like, I'd I take, I take that little bit of beard he got. I'd take that oh. little bit of beard and I'd just grab it. I'd just, I get, I get a little bit of, I get a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to do it. Don't make me laugh. Wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to do it. <laughs> I, I, I grab that beard. I get a little bit of purchase on it. You know what I mean? Get, purchase? I get a little bit of purchase on that beer. Oh, George Clooney. George Clooney. And so then he's like, what's going on with grandma? Grandma losing her mind. And then, and then she was like, and don't get me, don't get me started on that, on on that, on that Val Kilmer. All right. <laughs> uh, 
I know he I know he been a little sick, but I can make him feel better. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, he's like, yo, grandma, 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 are you all right? And she's like, oh, I'm I'm fine, sweetheart. I've been I haven't I haven't I haven't felt this fine since the eighties. And then uh and then she was like, Grandma, grandma, please <laughs> look at me, look at me. And when she looked at her, her eyes had never been more dilated. Like I don't even know if we does that to you, but her eyes were just like boom, right? Oh. And so so he was like, Grandma, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna ask you something. I need you to tell me the truth, okay? And she's like, Whatever it is, sweetheart. <laughs> Oh, feel this couch real quick. Feel this couch cuz I cuz I got this I got this couch in 92. And and when I got it it felt good, but it feel oh. extra good today. I feel like I'm <laughs> melted in this couch. Let me put my feet up for a second. And then and then he's like, "Grandma, I need to know in 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 my little Ziploc of brownies, did you eat one?" And she's like, "Oh." I ate three. <laughs> oh. oh, they was they was just so tasty. I know, I know, I know. You only had five in there, so I'm sorry, sweetheart. I'll bake you some more. But oh, child, I've been. I feel like I'm on the moon. <laughs> and that just got it. Now she's into it. Now she's into it. And, and now she's a fiend. <laughs> Especially the fact that it comes because honestly, edibles are in the form that old people would like. Like, mm -hmm. make, I I dare you, I dare you to make an edible Werther's original. Ooh. You'll have every nursing home from here, from New York to Cali, will be high. And listen, man, when you're high, hard candies rule. Yeah, so that's a, you're gonna end up taking way too many of them. To be honest, <laughs> right. Man, I don't know. This, this may not be funny, so I may cut this out, but I love that she said, I know Val Kilmer's been kind of sick lately, which is in reference to his horrible throat cancer. That he's had to have his, his vocal cords removed. That's someone being, oh, he's a little under the weather. The fact that she's like, I can make him better. <laughs> I can fuck his throat cancer away. <laughs> the fact, man. Oh, child. Let me just. And then, so she'll, so she'll get high during the day, right? That rules. And if I and had the power to bring my grandma back to life, the first thing I do is try to get her to smoke up. <laughs> I mean, it's even better since she doesn't have to smoke. It's just, it's just, oh, just edible. That's even better too. And so then, oh. then she. Uh, <laughs> She <laughs> she basically gets high and then just tries to get the mailman to come in and sit down every day. <laughs> so she gets, oh. she gets super high and then she'll she'll try every which way. She was like, I even I even I want to leave a I want to leave a couple traps out there. You know what I mean? Get that get that mailman up in this house you know because ever ever since your granddaddy passed you know i've been getting a little lonely and <laughs> and then she she said one time she was like uh this is this is how you could tell that she was insanely high right she was like um i don't i don't even know what her plan was <laughs> incredibly horny and high grandma is <laughs> just making my day <laughs> this old woman <laughs> just wants to take an edible and fuck the mailman <laughs> this, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard <laughs> oh, it's, it's like <laughs> It's weirdly both explicit and very pure at the same time. Just an old woman who just wants to get high and get hers. 
So, so I don't know what her plan was, right? I don't know what I don't know what she wanted to have happen, uh-huh. but she later told him, who then mm-hmm. told me, that she was like, "Yeah, it was one day I took I took one of them little cookies, right? Took one of them cookies and was feeling uh." Your voice is getting me too. Was feeling extra. I, I felt like a Milky Way. Yeah, I mean, I felt like a like a Snickers or something. I was. I was smooth. I was oof. I, I was ready to go. So then, <laughs> mailman come off. I've been ordering extra packages, so he had to drop them off, right? <laughs> so I just been I I just been mailing empty oh. boxes to myself to make sure that he has to come by every day, right? <laughs> and so then I see him outside. As I come I come outside. I open that door. Open that screen, right? And then, uh, and then I just drop a cookie at my foot, <laughs> and he didn't even come pick it up. He just he just walked away. And the fact that she was trying to lure the mailman like a dog, <laughs> just drop because he doesn't know what the cookie is. She doesn't even offer it yeah. to him. She just plops the cookie down in front of her feet as like your move. Which also There's from two- the outside, if just an old lady comes out and then drops a cookie to try to lure you, that's how witches eat you. Yeah, yeah. She's going to bake you next. Exactly. There's there's two more insane things. So then she, he was like, why, are you, why do you have such a big crush on the male badge? Like, oh, child, them legs. <laughs> All right, I don't, I don't, I don't know how Walking heavy. All day, I get it. I get it. I don't you know go how ground. heavy the male get, but I guess the male must get heavy because he, he can. Lord knows, he was made to carry the load. <laughs> and so then he goes he over. He needs to, her own podcast. I, right? <laughs> I would subscribe. And so then. It all. Oh man. Okay. So then, basically, she's been getting reliably high almost every day <laughs> reliably high for like listen maybe people i know get months. high they are definitely not reliable <laughs> no i just mean reliably know, high you, is it if you I call know. it 2 p.m she's gonna answer the phone it. and ask you how you got this number in the most metaphysical way possible <laughs> so anyway he goes How did you there. come to come calling in my eardrums? Come calling in my Why is your voice in my head, sweetheart? <laughs> I was thinking about you. Maybe that's what it is. You a ghost now? And so then he goes over there with two of his friends. And he's been getting all the edibles for his grandma. Grandma gives him the money. He goes to the dispensary. He mm-hmm. buys a bunch. She's good about not, like, overdoing it. She'll have, like, a cookie a day or something, right. right? Not, like, going crazy. But she has, like, this stockpile, right? Right. So then, um, I don't know. I don't actually know what happened, but there was a day where where she didn't get high because I think she had got too high the day before and she was even like, oh, I need to slow down. I need to, <laughs> I need to pace myself because I don't know what she, she probably just straight went up to the mailman was like, why your, why your ears slipping off your head? You know, just something, something crazy, right? So then he goes there with his friends and then she cooks them uh, a whole dinner, right? Like, mm-hmm. like a, I don't think it was a gumbo, but it was like a soup. It was it was like a real right full on meal, right? And so then at, at the end of the night, I, I can't believe he didn't see it coming, but at at the end of the night, she had also uh made them, you know, the main course, a couple appetizers which were just like little like fried okra and stuff like that, just like good soul food stuff, right? And then at the end of the night, she gave them some key lime pie and they each had like a slice or two, right? Mm-hmm. And and then he was like, I went to get up and my legs were just not under me. And <laughs> basically his grandma had acted like without, she forgot to mention it, I guess, but she had dosed him the same way that he had dosed her. Just like full on, she had made... A bunch of stuff and then had some weed and then made the key lime pie with the weed and so had made right. this edible key lime pie and he and he wasn't luckily he wasn't like that high it wasn't crazy but right he was still like grandma what is in this key lime pie and she was like 
Oh, oh, Lord, I, I didn't even mean to give you that key lime pie. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that this woman had two key lime pies. Yes. This one's for grandma. This one's for company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, he was like, Grandma, you can't just, you can't just give people like weed filled food you know <laughs> i have somewhere to be <laughs> and then she was like well i mean since y'all over here y'all gonna have to stay a little while to wear off i'm gonna have a slice myself <laughs> y'all just... y'all want some colombo <laughs> y'all want a lot to watch some, watch some colombo i think the gun did it <laughs> That's a very good joke. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah, it was just <sighs> it was it was a true chronicle listening to his she stories about amazing. Her. I yeah. I wish she was my grandmother very much. That sounds fantastic. Man, well, thank you, Jonathan, for the suggestion. I know you were hoping we were going to get a little more metaphysical and not just talk about horny high grandmas, but that's what we did. That's what we do here. We didn't we didn't promise where <laughs> we didn't promise it would lead anywhere intellectual. <laughs> We just said we'd do it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Josh Johnson Show. If you want to follow me on any of the socials, I'm at Instagram at Josh Johnson Comedy, Twitter at Josh Johnson, YouTube at Josh Johnson Comedy, and Facebook at Josh J Comedy. And uh, I'm on Instagram at Logan M. Nielsen. And if you want to get a hold of us at all, like Jonathan did, uh, you can get a hold of us at Josh Johnson Show at gmail.com. That is Josh Johnson Show at gmail.com. Also, you can uh, make sure to subscribe and follow us. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, stalk us on Pocket Casts. Uh, assault us on, <laughs> on Stitcher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I entertained myself with the idea that they all had different verbs. <laughs> and then I got lost in my own bit. But please do that because it does help uh, whatever on whatever app you use, whatever subscribe or follow button it has. That super helps our numbers and helps uh, our visibility and helps us get more analytics and stuff like that. So it seems I know it may seem pointless to just hit follow on Spotify, but it does help us a lot. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you had a great time. And until next time. Oh, it sounded like you were going to say something. Or were you on? Nah. Oh, no. Nah.